Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Ephesians Verse by Verse, brought to you by co-founder of Telios, Dr. William Stewart. This captivating podcast will not only teach you the book of Ephesians, which tells us so much about Christ and his mission, as well as our Christian walk, but it will teach you how to study the Bible so you can have confidence in what you learn. Episodes will provide key points for each important verse of the book of Ephesians. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. Hello, I'm William Stewart, co-founder of Telios. So glad you're with me today in this verse-by-verse study in the book of Ephesians. We're just starting chapter 4. Last time we were uh, set off in chapter 4 with a bang, uh, introducing the part of the book of Ephesians, the last three chapters, about our Christian walk. And uh, Paul starts this discussion regarding the foundation of the church which is based in our unity in doctrine and love. And last time he talked about uh, that he beseeched them as God's prisoner uh, to live a life that's worthy of him. And, And today in verse two, we get into this wonderful section about the love part of the foundation of the church and how to do this in detail, how to live within the church in the body of Christ. So Paul says uh, to walk worthily, as it talked about in verse one, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. So interesting words here from the original Greek, the language of the New Testament. The first one is tapinophrenesis, and it literally means loathing. This is really an important word. So phrenesis we get the word diaphragm in English. It, it has to do, it, the, the Greeks tended to personify body parts uh, of different importance. So, importance. so for those of you who know anatomy, the heart rests on the diaphragm. So for whatever reason, it probably came in the field of battle, the Greeks knew the heart sat on the diaphragm. So they thought, well, gee, the diaphragm must be the base or the stand on which the heart rests. So within the diaphragm must be all knowledge and moral, ethical thinking, decision-making. So everything that a person was in their heart uh, drew upon the basis of their knowledge and ethics in the diaphragm. So when it says low thinking, it means to think in in your whole being, in your ethics, your decision-making, and your knowledge as a low person. Well, why is that? That would have been big news back in the biblical times because people who were the elites, who were the nobility and the kings, stepped all over those who were underneath them. And that often happens today. So, and, and, and uh, did not care about their feelings or who they were or what they did to them. But it's saying, <clears throat> no matter who you are, to loathe things. And why is that? Well, the haughty person, when he looks at another person, he doesn't see them. He doesn't catch the issues, the nuances, the pain, the tone in their voice, um, and walks past them and over them. And it's, it's an easy way then to get yourself in trouble. You don't know who might attack you. You don't know who might do you harm, uh, who might be against you, who your enemy is the person who might defraud you. 
because you're too arrogant and high thinking to really see. So on one level, even our professions and our marriage and our family to low think, no matter how successful we are, keeps us with the ability to analyze those people around us, to analyze threats, moral behaviors, and the people who would do us bad. But then even in the church and among other believers, no matter how high you up you, you may be as a as a pastor, an elder, or a deacon, a, a teacher, we still loathe it. Because if we're really going to serve people, not only in our profession, but as believers, we have to maintain an ability to see what people need. And we can only do this if we're low thinking and not arrogant. Likewise, we would be meek. Now, this is a terrible translation. Generally, people, meek, meekness, meek has a negative connotation of a very limpid, weak individual. But the word in Greek, protesis, there's not really a good translation in English, but it meant somebody who was approachable, somebody who was convivial. You could come and ask him or her anything, and they would accept you and, and talk with you in, in a nice way that you didn't feel bad or you're interrupting them. And they, they sort of knew what they thought, and that they were worthy, a worthy person in which to speak. So to become that person, uh, that not only is careful of how we approach others and think about them, low think, but allows people, allow people to approach us as well. And we're long suffering. Otherwise, we bear, we, we, we bear up under situations for a long time. And of course, we need to do this out of faith, Colossians 1.10. Otherwise, we, we wear ourselves out. And we can't let ourselves feel guilty or take that weight of burden. We're trusting things to God. But we bear up and we don't cry for an easy exit or to get out. We maintain our responsibilities. And also with people where it says long suffering, we bear with people in, in ways in which we're responsible for them. And, of course, trust them to God uh, as we try to help them and serve them. So these are fundamental attitudes for the unity of the church, uh, which we'll discuss in, in just in a few verses. We loathing towards individuals. We allow them to approach us. So we're seeing their issues and we bear up under the burdens of situations and people. And I added in from other verses that we, that we do this out of faith. Okay, good start. My goodness, how we need this in the church for each of us to have these qualities so that we can love other people as, as God would and Christ would. And thus <clears throat> allow people to grow and allow church to not infight in and of itself. But if we're unified and loving one another, then the church can more effectively outreach beyond its walls and show the love of God <clears throat> and spread the gospel. Thanks for being here. I'm going to look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ephesians Verse by Verse. We hope you found Dr. Stewart's teachings both interesting and informative. Join us next time for another exciting episode in Ephesians. To listen to all episodes, please visit our website, teliosresearch.com, T-E-L-E-I-O-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H. Thank you.